Hello and welcome to the Flicks Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 220th film from 2020. It's the Indian Hindi language drama Maska, directed by Niraj Yuwani, starring Manisha Kerala, Javed Jaffrey, Nikita Dutta, Prit Kamani, and Shirley Satya. I'm Jesse. I'm here writing solo. We're going to talk about this Indian Hindi language film. So if you are keen on seeing Muska, please give us a pause. Come back a little bit later on because I am going to spoil this film as I chat along and talk about this one. So if you're interested, give it a watch. If not, just have a listen and possibly have a laugh with me because I'm going to get into this with our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about a boy who must decide between the legacy of his family's cafe or to pursue his dream of an acting career. All right, let, let's have a look at how this one got to Netflix. So I think uh, it's very hard sometimes with international features to find any information. And in particular for this one, um, I started off with looking up what the word muska meant. Uh, so it's a popular bread served at Iranian cafes in Mumbai. Uh, so it's a soft bun of bread um, and the masker is actually the, the homemade butter, which is usually served with Indian milk tea. So once you see the film, uh, it'll make a bit of sense because it does play a big part in this film. There is a lot of commentary though around this film and, and the release time of this film about how there was actually a food crisis across India when it was when it came out. So maybe a little bit of a poor taste uh, in the mouths of, of viewers as they were seeing these, these nice food and people were struggling to actually put food on the plate um, in their own homes. This was the debut of Shirley Satya, um, plays the character of Persis. Uh, she grew up in New Zealand, which is interesting. And just looking at, at her, she has 4 million YouTube subscribers as a singer. So interesting little thing there, obviously a uh, bit of a big star um, for the social media world, which is interesting. Um, this one came out on the 27th of March, 2020 on Netflix. It was filmed in and around Mumbai. In Greek, the translation for this title is Brown Ban Mask which I think is meant to literally mean brown bun, which is interesting. So um, anyway, let, let's talk about what critics and audiences are saying about this film. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's, it's at 17, that's 17% on six reviews. So that is definitely rotten. Audience has a little bit higher at 44%, but that's on less than 50 ratings. IMDb, it's a little bit higher. It sits at a 5.9 out of 10, but that's on just under 1500 ratings. And on Letterboxd, it sits at a 2.5 out of five, which is reasonable but only 365 ratings. This is one of the most least seen films I think uh, we've covered in quite a while on here. Uh, and that leads me into my early thoughts for this one. Uh, unfortunately, this film, it's utter garbage. I, I mean, it plays like a melodramatic soap opera with, with these performances that match uh, really unlikable characters and some of the worst music choices I've seen in a film. So unfortunately, I'm not gonna say much positive about this film. So if you do like it, maybe turn me off now because I'm gonna rap, uh, savage it. <laughs> so characters, let's talk about some characters. This, this movie's about uh, Rumi who's this young boy who's meant to inherit his uh, family, traditional cafe, follow the legacy, following his father and his grandfather's footsteps. However, he is arrogant, self-absorbed, rude, cocky, selfish, resentful, and not likable at all. Uh, obviously, he's frustrated that he's got dreams. He wants to be an actor. He wants to go to Hollywood or Bollywood and make movies. Um, and he doesn't want to be a baker. And his mum is super annoying about it. But he is so ungrateful to every single person that he comes across in this film that it's really hard to connect with the main character in this film. Um, and that leads into his mum, Diana. I think that... 
you know, she's trying to push on to her son, Rumi, to, she wants him to sort of um, replicate or replace uh, his father or her husband. And, you know, she really wants this family tradition to be upheld of this cafe staying in the family name, but she's, she's getting old herself, so she can't do it. She needs a knee replacement, um, you know, all those sorts of things. So it's really hard, obviously a cultural sort of thing too. And, um, you know, she, she has this presence, like she gives her husband's clothes as presents to Rumi for his birthday. And, you know, it's, it's obvious that she's struggled herself with, with the passing of, of his dad, but she's not a very good mother either. Um, this That leads us to Persis, who is a, a blogger. Uh, she's this real wholesome character who is documenting almost the, the whole story of this cafe. She's a bit of a making a book about, you know, all the memories and the characters that, that come to this cafe to sort of have their musker. Um, I have no idea why she finds the character Rumi attractive. That's, that's all I'm going to say about her. Um, because Rumi has a girlfriend uh, called Malika. And, you know, for 99% of this film, she is his girlfriend. Um, and I'm probably going to spoil it a little bit more from now on. But, but, you know, as a character, she's the opposite of him. She chases her dreams. She stands up to her family. She, she tries to encourage Rumi to do the same thing. But she's got baggage. She's a divorcee herself. Um, she's into superficial things. She's actually a good actress, <laughs> unlike uh, Rumi. So she can go places, uh, which is interesting. Uh, the last thing I'll talk about is Rumi's dad, um, Rustam, because he actually, although he's passed away, he sort of plays this ghost-like character that's sort of meant to be there to guide him and support him. And he's meant to be the humor of this film. Unfortunately, not funny at all. Um, I mean, all the jokes are horrible. And if you're going to play around with this sort of guardian angel type role, you want real advice, not just these humorous things to try and progress the, the story along and, and make some laughs because it just didn't work. Um, the director, Naraj Udwani, a few shorts, bit of TV, but this is feature debut. So let's let's talk about some scenes. Usually we start off with the ones that we liked. Um I'm going to talk about the ones that I didn't like, and this is going to go for a bit, so I apologize. This is going to be a bit of a rant. Uh, okay, let's do it. The colony. So they, they live in this colony, and it starts off with this pageant, uh, pageant um, where Rumi wins as long as well as Parish. He wins the mister, she wins the missus. It's like a stand-up comedy sort of show with the host making lame jokes. Just a super awkward situation to start the film. Um, and then I think the first time that Rumi meets the love of his life, he could decide, you know, after winning this pageant, I'm going to go and be an actor. And he meets uh, Malikla and the wind's blowing through her hair and they sort of, you know, it was just like the most awkward like setup thing that just was not funny and not cool. And then they sort of cut to them sort of getting into it and he sort of calls her mama. And I was just like, what the hell? I understand that he's got this great connection with, with his mum and she does everything for him, but it was just weird in a sexual sort of encounter. Um, there's a scene where Rumi sort of gets on his bike and he's like listening to podcasts about dreams and believing in yourself. And as he's sort of riding his motorbike um, on the background, on the road, there's like posters for cars and watches and energy drinks all saying the same thing. Oh, it was just cringeworthy. Um, <laughs> there's a moment where Rumi finally tells his mum that he wants to be an actor. Um, and she sort of says, you know, don't come to my funeral. She sort of loses it and does all this fake crying and fake crying throughout this film. Oh, it was bad, bad, bad acting. So lame. Um, and I mentioned sort of before that the scenes with Rumi and his dad didn't really like them at all. Um, especially one on the bike. And the worst one is in the toilet, which I won't say anything about, but it was just horrible. The toilet will probably pop up later <laughs> in further scenes that weren't good. Um, I'm going to then talk a little bit about Rumi's room, his bedroom. Uh, it's, you know, some kids will have a motivational poster or a picture frame with a quote. His whole bedroom wall was covered in motivational pages, not just one, like ceiling to floor. Just, oh, wow, so bad. Uh, <laughs> it's the scene where, you know, his room's decided to move out. 
uh, with his girlfriend and his mum comes over to sort of like convince him to come back home. It's absolutely bucketing down rain. There's hor horrendous music playing. It's just a whole cliche lame scene that was horrendous and she gets in the back of a taxi and goes off. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a line that Rumi uses about, you know, being kicked over and getting back up and he sort of says, I'm, I'm an ant, <laughs> like a little tiny ant and I'll keep climbing a wall and I won't give up. Oh, so motivational. <laughs> There's a montage of him like, cool. So I'm going to get around to improving my acting. And it's like this montage that goes through the months and you know, he's doing, trying to improve his acting. And there's like this Rocky type style push up sort of moment. Like there was nothing about a fitness campaign or that going to help him improve his acting. And then finally he like finishes the montage and goes to the beach and cries. <laughs> so fake again. Um, then more poor music. The mum finally decides, cool, I'm going to convince mum that I'm going to, you know, work as a baker, but he's doing it to try and sell it. And the mum opens the vault to give him the family recipes and just this melodrama, dramatic, melodramatic music plays. Uh, there's a, uh, <laughs> you know, as he's working, there's this old couple that, you know, have been there going there, having their muscle for years and years. And uh, this old guy is sort of ends up in hospital and he's dying. And his last wish is to go and have one last mask. So they get an ambulance convoy to take him back to the cafe while he's on like dialysis or on the hospital deathbed to have a, have this last mask. And then it's like this weird sort of eating of him and his wife. Oh, it was so awkward. Didn't, didn't create any emotion in me whatsoever. Uh, and then we, we, sort of you know this inkling that uh you know that Rumi and, and Persis, Persis are going to get together and there's this story where she goes to the tree to talk about the tragedy of her brother and she does some fake crying so more fake crying now and then they sort of decide to go on a date so Persis they're at the club him, uh, her and Rumi and she sort of says you know I really want to sleep with you and he sort of just walks off on her ignores her and then you know has this moment with his dad in the toilet who's obviously not alive talking about you know you're tempted you're tempted and he's like well you know sleeping uh, with her once wouldn't be cheating and then he goes out to her and says to her we are friends so we can only do it once otherwise it gets complicated like honestly who thinks that only doing it once isn't cheating and secondly who actually says that to a human being horrendous dialogue just a horrendous character um, and then they actually go back to the cafe to have sex and then they it's all set up with these romantic candles and this really weird glow and then you know after they're finished he's sort of um <laughs> Persis is like looking at his fingers and talking about his fingers saying that you know you have your dad's hands okay we get that he uses the hands to to make the mask up but it was sort of weird and was sort of like the lead on that you know it was unromantic and you know had she touched his dad's hands at some stage it was it was super weird um I think that the mum finding out that Rumi was actually trying to sell the place um, and then she's in a wheelchair at that stage because she finally has her knee operation she sort of wheels off crying again with the dramatic music against the bedroom door <laughs> was funny uh, and then you know at the end Rumi's finally selling this cafe and then you know he sees the billboards going up of the new owners and the old sign sort of just dramatically falls down and hits the ground and crashes and he decides to not sell the place and he rips up the contract and he signals that he's taking it back over by going inside and turning on the ceiling fans <laughs> oh man I laughed uh, <laughs> he decides then to break up with Malikla such poor music and so awkward and then finally the final scene the lyric like the lyrics of the songs throughout this film are just horrendous but the last one really stood out because it was about regretting what oh sorry about Rumi and how he regretted what he had put her through because he had to do what he had to do oh just horrendous um sorry that's all the things I didn't like one thing I did like in this movie and, and they did it poorly in another version with food, but they did this uh, montage of, of Rumi making the bread for the first time. That was really well shot. But then they followed it up by the cafe reopening with him as the chef. And they just it was like this food porn barrage of 
over shots of all the food like just, uh, anyway I'm done. Let's talk about the themes ideas. So obviously, this is a coming of age story. Um, discovering who you are as a person and, and what your identity is, because that's what Rumi needs to do. He needs to work out whether he's going to stick with his family and their expectations, their legacies, or whether he's going to follow his own path and become an actor. And we sort of, you know, that, that leads into the idea of dreams, following your dreams, chasing your dreams, making your own decisions, being, you know, you know an individual, doing doing what you can do. Um, and that sort of leads into the idea that we see through the blogger as well, that, you know, stories are really important. Stories are about connections that people have and stories make us human. So that, that, that was a nice little touch, I guess. <laughs> All right. What did I take away from this? I think there was nothing likable about any of the characters in this film, the situations or Rumi. And I hate to say this again about an Indian film, but... The female characters literally all exist in this film for Rumi to get what he wants. And I'm kind of getting sick of the male character being the main focus and getting what they want. Frustrating. Um, IMDb. We have a segment where we sometimes jump onto IMDb to check out whether we wanted to look anyone up. And for me, um, I, I haven't mentioned this, but his mum, Rumi's mum, she literally just was looked like a young lady with a grey wig on. <laughs> she looked way too young. So I looked looked her up, um, Manisha Corella. Um, she would have been in her late 40s when she made this movie. Um, they give her arthritis and they make her look like she's in her 70s in this. So that was just another comical thing from this movie. Uh, all right, so the whole film, let's wrap it up. The whole film is, it's about Rumi chasing his dreams of acting. And while they tell us and they show us that he's a bad actor, I, I couldn't tell the difference between the acting or the character. <laughs> it was that bad. Like you couldn't even tell that he was performing poorly in his auditions because it was just how he was acting <laughs> in the main film. Uh, this is some lame commentary for me. I, I can't even call this film half-baked. <laughs> um, the bun didn't even get in the oven. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> I'm giving this a one out of five. One out of five, really poor. Um, we've got socials, we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow on there if you can. The question I wanted to ask was, uh, have you ever had Masca yourself? Uh, I haven't, I don't think, but looking visually at what it looks like on the film, it sort of appeared to look like a scone. Um, so I've had a scone before with jam and butter and stuff. So I don't know whether it's a similar sort of dough, but um, fill me in on what it actually tastes like if you've had it. Um, all right, that brings us to the end almost. We are gonna be back again next week. And next week, MJ's gonna be with me and we're talking about a 2020 drama called Uncorked. It's directed by Princesse Penny, and it stars Mamudo Athi, Courtney B. Vance, Nicey Nash, Matt McGorry, Sasha Comperi, and Gil Azeri. So give that one a watch if you're interested, and we'll talk about that one next week. Thank you for listening, as always. Bye.